0: Now, as I said, as we said, the security of the first world gives a slightly militaristic sort of image to the band, which can be misinterpreted by people in the audience and perhaps the media, which you obviously mm-hmm. have a, a bad relationship with. Right. But to what lengths would you would you go to, to achieve the goals of Black Power?
1: Well, I don't believe a, a, the Black Power is not the goal. No.
2: What is the goal?
1: The goal is to uh, is a
2: mind revolution. Is to get black people up out of the muck and mire of these wicked civilizations. What we want to do, we want to change the minds of black people so mm. they can, um, number one, respect themselves, so we can respect others. It's not a black power thing. We're not hung up on black power. And um, people are hearing this coming from interviewers and uh, asking us a question about black power, mm. when we say um, that we're pro black, a lot of people may take that as being anti white. Mm. That's not the truth.
0: Well, if you, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but on Monday you stood up on stage and mm-hmm. said all white people are
2: essentially evil.
1: I was and getting black people and white people
2: acquainted with their natures and s- the nature in, with which, in which they were made. Doesn't that comment smack of the racism which you object to? It depends on your definition of racism.
3: and Troy. We're going to be having an in-depth conversation about Public Enemy's first two albums. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back in fear of a black planet. Before we talk about that, we're going to get into a little bit of news. Uh, what do you guys think about this whole Lil Uzi Vert uh, head diamond situation for $24 million?
1: Yo, you got to move different for the rest of your life now, bro. Like, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Like, if you got $24 million on your face, bro, you can't eat pizza. You can't do that. Like you gotta do, you gotta do other shit, bro. Like you gotta be. This nigga just made himself have to be guarded by like twelve niggas at a time, bro. Like I
3: feel like he put a literal target on his head.
1: Yeah, he put a he put a twenty four million dollar target on his head. He's a little ass nigga that somebody probably gonna run up and go, run up on and go boop and just run away <laughs> with the thing. They're just
2: gonna Thanos. and just fucking take it off of his forehead like Thanos (laughs) yeah no like yeah I don't know why I mean like I get like I guess why he wants that but like it's just like I don't think he understands how hard it is to have something like down your head like like he could like he could rip it off it just changes his shirt you know
1: Uh, (laughs) bro I have a nose piercing bro my like even that was, I'll be tossing in my sleep and wake up like the first week to like a little thread somehow getting in my piercing, just being like, being, like ow, like imagine a head piercing. <laughs> how do you sleep, bro? How do you fucking I sleep, fuck? nigga?
3: I guess you gotta take it out every night, right? And maybe clean it with some saline or something. But nah, I you originally, can't, I,
1: you can't take a piercing out when you just got it, otherwise, it'll close.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you, do you think it's attached to a bar and you can take the diamond off whenever you want? Is that how that works? I feel like, it's no, like 24 million, there,
1: there's a, a huh? no. What it is is like what I'm what I think it is, rather. Right? I can't speak on I can't I can't say yes or no to this, but I think it's like, so there's certain nose piercings or piercings in general that have hooks. Mm-hmm. So like uh not my piercing, but my sister's nose piercing has a like a like an L bar that goes in. And I'm pretty sure that's what what he what he has. Even so, bro. It it do not even look properly aligned, like you know. What I mean? Yeah,
2: it's just like why I don't know. Like I, I'm really confused, just why he wanted it so badly. Like it's like Uzi just wants to be like an anime character so badly,
1: bro. He's bored. Yeah, yeah, he's bored. Yeah, he has... <laughs> he's been saving
2: the, uh, money for what since 2017 to
1: put on his forehead.
2: He's bored. He knew like yeah,
1: he was bored then. He's bored now, nigga. He easily explain. I feel like ever since
3: he lost out on Rihanna, I feel like he's been he's moving weird. Like how you watch your face, bro?
0: I have so many questions. Like, like what happens if you sweat? Like I don't know,
2: bro. Just so- sweat,
1: sweater be <laughs> fine. Sweat'd be fine because it's, it's neutral. So like, yeah, but
2: then like, how's he gonna wipe his head, and forehead, or something? You know, like, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like
0: how you gonna wipe your face? Like how do you do anything with this ass the- stone <laughs> in your fucking head? <laughs>
3: So who do you think got more for their money, Uzi for $24 million or Kanye, who uh, is getting sued for $30 million for this choir situation? Have you guys heard about this or not?
1: Yeah, Piccolo got hit, huh?
3: So yeah, I'm reading this news article from Law Officiel. It says the first of two lawsuits was filed on behalf of 500 performers who, according to the Daily Mail, claimed that they were forced to work for two days with no meals or breaks. Michael Pearson, one of the performers representing the group in the lawsuit, said that for the first time, they were reportedly told that they would be paid uh $500 no matter how much time they work
1: to, wow bro, Kanye really does want to be a white man huh <laughs> he really does he really does this nigga's paying he's underpaying his his workers he's not paying. yeah not pay.
3: even underpaying them I don't even know what yeah I don't I don't understand how that works because like all right you work for him right and then like after the first week or something don't you go like you know where's my paycheck and then you leave if not right yeah. Uh, is it just is it just that much of an opportunity to work with Kanye that people are willing to just wait for him to pay them? Because he's done this a lot of times. Like, I feel like he just kind of does whatever he wants when he I wants. I think like, he's the-
1: had multiple different choirs, which is yeah. like 30 million. Like, he had one for one, the other for other, like, because mm-hmm. there's no way, like, that group of, like, 20 people is suing for, like, 30 million. It has to be multiple people. Multiple groups of people were at it. Well,
2: I mean, um, is this like the same choir that he did uh, Jesus is King with? Cause One, like, yes. One oh, of yeah, cause I can see why 30 million right there. Because, like, I mean, even though nobody listened to it, it still made money.
3: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of performances, too. I mean, there's a lot of outdoor performances, stuff at the Forum. I mean, he brought them everywhere here. They're in the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: It's just they just like, on the James um, Corden show.
3: Like, yeah, that's right. They were all on that plane. <laughs> yeah, they were all you know? on the plane. <laughs> I just feel like he has a history of doing this where he maybe not like not paying people necessarily, but I know last year he got in trouble because um he had this song called Work This Pussy with Tiana Taylor and he sampled Mickey, Mickey, he said he sampled this artist, uh really, really good hip hop artist Mickey Blanco, I think her name is. And um um and he just didn't straight up just didn't pay them.
1: Word that no, that that's Kanye's become everything he was speaking up against like 12 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's so evident that the dude is a narcissist and that there's really nothing to like latch on to other than the music from like fucking like what like Yeezus and before. I mean, Pablo's mm-hmm. up in the air for everybody. I don't really care for it too much. I know you like it. And I don't know. I like
2: it. Yeah, it's good. I don't,
1: I don't really care, but um,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to go off the, the narcissist thing of like. I feel like he's always been a narcissist, even since like uh, the college dropout. But it's because since he was able to drop like so many great albums, nobody cared. <laughs> but as soon as like his music, just like quality just dipped like substantially, that's when we're all just like, yo, man, you can't be acting like this anymore.
1: I don't know about that because I started following Kylie when I heard through the wire in like third grade. And... I was listening closely to him for years. He was probably my favorite rapper up until I really got into Cameron and Chief Keith, but fucking his narcissism didn't spike or show up until, like, post 808s and heartbreaks, like, after the Amber Rose debacle and his mom, like, dying and shit, you know what I mean? Like, he really went off the rails, but for, like, the artistic, I guess, not for the artistic, but it, it, it benefited, artistically speaking, like,
3: yeah, yeah. I feel like he, um, after that incident with his, you know, with his mom and with Ambrose and with all the heartbreak mm-hmm. and everything, I feel like people gave him a pass for a while, but I feel like it's kind of gotten to a point where it's like, you know, how much goodwill do you buy from, you know, tragedy? You can't just, you can't, you can't screw people out of money like this. This is like, mm-hmm. you know, people that, you know, you're supposed to be religious. This is the whole, the whole thing is that they're a choir. Right. And, you know, and you know what I mean? You're not, you're, you're stealing from them. Isn't that a sin? Like, I just don't.
1: Yeah. How very Jesus like mm-hmm. is that, bro? not very christ-like no it's not very christ-like at all i don't think so yeah
3: at least at least with jesus and pablo and stuff he was putting himself in debt he wasn't screwing other people over and it just seems like now he's just he's just you know he's a billionaire and he just wants to screw people over and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't appreciate it
1: well here's the thing bro you don't become a billionaire without screwing people over that's the whole thing Mm -hmm. that's true so now you see you
0: guys becoming a billionaire
1: what was that <laughs>
0: no, I said I can't wait to screw you guys over. When I'm yeah, here. when you're a billionaire. <laughs>
2: you know what's funny? A lot of people believe like that they're gonna be billionaires like that. <laughs> like, oh I can't wait to make my billions. <laughs> I'm the next Jeff Bezos.
1: Can't wait to screw you all over for my billions. You You're the next dumbass. The fuck out of you. <laughs> the fuck Try out of
3: Kind kind of speaking on ownership and speaking on um, the music industry a little bit. I wanted to throw at the e real quick to talk about something that he was a little bit more passionate about. Uh, this whole Joe Budden Patreon thing. You want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, bro. Shout out Joe Budden. You know what I mean? Like, shout. Out, I, I've been a fan of Joe uh, since Everyday Struggle. You know, I started watching that whole Complex um, with him mm-hmm. and in the desk and uh, Same. Listen to his podcast for a while. Uh, just really great content there but outside of his content like you know joe's a big advocate for um you know artist representation uh fair uh uh you know equal pay like fair pay for artists uh based off the work they're doing um he's really just like leads the fight on this a lot of the times and recently you know he um he had that whole incident with Spotify. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that. But like he oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, we, we we were just talking about it the other day. Could could yeah. you um elaborate on that real fast?
0: Yeah, so like basically he had a deal with Spotify for a while to you know exclusively release his podcast there. Um they had some disagreements over uh what exactly the podcast was worth in their eyes. Um Joe felt like it was worth a lot more um with Spotify and he left um that caused a lot of controversy it was a really interesting time actually because like you know Charlemagne who's like pretty tight with Joe um actually like criticized him for it and I think Mm -hmm. uh, from uh Brilliant Idiots or whatever he like criticized him too these are people who I respect but you know ultimately it it was a different it was it was because I think Joe was trying to do something that you know not that many artists try to do which is like you know maintain ownership over his, um, his, his, his art and, and really, uh, fight for what he thinks his, his value is. And, you know, personally for me, like, I think that is one of the most important things that, you know, it can be happening in music right now. I mean, we, we see how these, uh, streaming companies, we see how artists are, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, exploited. Exploited. Yeah, exactly.
2: taking advantage of Yeah,
0: for, for the value and you know it, this is just like you know, Joe's partnership with Patreon um, he's he's trying to you know uh, work with the platform to you know work on these issues so you know I respect I, I like it because it's a bag for Joe and I also like it though because like you know he, he he's sticking by his guns and this is some shit that he's been talking about forever so I think
3: it's dope yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I totally respect Joe Budden. And I've been following this as well as a fan of him uh, since, honestly, since like Def Jam Vendetta when I used to play as him all the time. But now, uh, now like in, in modern days, um, I, I see him as a, you know, a great po- He's one of the best podcasters in the game. You know, I remember um, seeing a lot of criticism about this whole thing because uh, he was asking for 250 mil. And I know Andrew Schultz, and I know Anthony Fantano and a whole bunch of these other people we're saying oh joe uh joe budden oh you think that you're joe rogan oh did you mean joe rogan stuff like that and the whole thing about it is like why don't they believe in him he's he's as good of a podcaster honestly if not better than than joe rogan he he's more concise you know yeah. what i mean he's more he's more uh pointed with the with his with the things that he says and he's he can pull an argument out of, out of thin air as, as the youtube comments say and he does it with like such like you know he he makes he makes the people around him mad so that they can uh, pull out their points more than they usually would.
1: I think, hold up. I think that um, most of people not fucking with cuz is because, um, remember, like, domestic allegations, like domestic abuse allegations he had from a few years ago with right. his ex-wife? And, mm. you know, that's why I don't fuck with him. I, I haven't followed up, like, entirely on it, but I stopped fucking with him from that point on. Like, but... I can tell you why that, like, that seems more like why Fantana wouldn't and why anybody else wouldn't. Um,
3: no, uh, Fantana didn't bring that up. He, he but pretty much said my,
1: Fant- I don't know if Fantana would, would fucking choose to bring that up to avoid smoke or, like, you know. So,
3: so what I'm referring to is in a Let's Argue segment, uh, someone said that Joe Joe Button changed the podcasting game or something like that. And Fantana was like, no, he didn't
1: uh he him, him and you gotta give gilly the kid some 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 credit too though him and joe Budden. Bi- uh Bud and, i said biden almost god damn
3: <laughs> him and,
1: he is the first, he, biden? he is the first white boy to ever do it <laughs> 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 but um nah bro like i'm gonna say this though like you gotta give gilly the kid and, and wallow some credit too shout out to the Philly niggas cause oh they they changed it up the in sort of the similar way that that Joe Budden uh changed it up with like bringing these rappers on and like getting and, and asking the real and shit but like i think overall i don't listen to to, to Joe uh Joe Budden's thing anymore but yeah. for sure he was always compelling enough you know what i'm saying i just feel like some of the this is just that has nothing to do with him, but some of the other guys are necessary. I would have been, I would like if I'm gonna listen to it. I, I like the there's a few episodes from back in the day that I remember that it was just Joe and like guest A, guest B, like you know what I'm saying. Like that was oh great. yeah, he has the,
3: yeah he has the whole pull up thing on YouTube too where he does it with like Vince Staples will come on or yeah Big Sean came on one time. Is that what you're yeah. referring to? Or? Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I'm
1: referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I do not fuck with like the other hosts like that to be honest. Like one of them the the other nigga on the on the, the panel is just like he's there to like I, well he's is not Ma- he he kisses Ma- ass the Rory? whole time he, the, the, white the, the, is... black, the black dude the black oh, dude Ma- he, yeah he he kisses ass the whole time he's in awe of every fucking guest that ever comes through which i understand but it's annoying like i don't i don't mm-hmm. fuck with it and then the white boy i don't care what he has to say but fucking <laughs> as, as far as it goes though joe budden does deserve some praise i guess in in terms of what he's done but I think if you're going to talk about the podcast game and its evolution for hip-hop mm-hmm. right now, you got to include a million dollars worth of game. Because Gilly the Kid and, and Wallow have bought like a new, not a new era, but like a new style to the forefront. You know what I mean? But they're going at rappers. You know what I'm saying? Gilly the yeah. Kid, Gilly the kid is, is is talking shit to like a triple OG blood out of jail that he knows that used to roll with Suge Knight and shit. He's talking his shit right at him. You know what I mean? It's like, where do you see that? You feel yeah. me? And you know, all, those
0: cats, all those cats deserve uh um, praise. You know what I mean? Like they all you know, are, are are really making their carving up a, a new lane
1: for, and it's uh, black owned, mind you that. It's black fucking owned.
0: And that's the thing about you know Joe's like shit that I really fuck with is like, you know, Joe comes at it from the perspective of like an artist who was in a bad deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he come he understands like just how much like exploitation can go on and yeah. i think that like because of that like you know personally like as somebody who's trying to make a career in the arts like i see the exploitation all the time and it happens like on multiple levels you know what i mean like it's just the whole system is set up like that so well, yeah are you,
1: are you surprised bro because especially when it comes to, to hip-hop and anything quote-unquote urban who's more copied than black folks and who's more exploited than black folks no, 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 no. Tell
2: me so we, right now. to kind of go with like um like what we're gonna talk about later of uh, the exploitation of like this, these artists it kind of reminds me of um was it one of the public enemy albums you guys uh that we listened to uh what song was it i think it was it was caught um caught can we get a witness yeah. when they're talking about like one of the themes mm-hmm. is like not selling out you you know what i mean like yeah. how that was what hip-hop was back in the day of like you can't sell out. We have to be as independent as possible. But nowadays, it's just like as soon as like, people get a deal, they sign and don't even like read the contract. Well, you, here, you...
1: here's the thing, bro. Um, before we get into that, let me let me t- let me t- tie Joe Budden in real quick and give credit to him too because he said something real, really real about the current state of rap right now, as well as Madlib. When so Joe said, "I'm not," I, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have it exactly in front of me. But um, fucking his entire thing was rap has become more violent. Like you have to worry about your life as a rapper. You know what I mean? It's like one of the most dangerous careers you can oh, have yeah. right now. And mm-hmm. right now, what you got to look at is the difference between now and then is a lot of things have been broken down. Like if you look at Chicago, how many project buildings were taken down? And then instead of having like territories, you had clicks and blocks. You know what I'm saying? Like on one side, on one side of your block, you might have uh BDs, on the other side is GDs, on the other side is VL, like and that's all in a three block radius. Literally, your backyard neighbor could pull up with a stick and shoot you while you while you fucking grilling. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of yeah, a lot of shit has changed. And a lot of these dudes are traumatized, drugged up, trying to 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 fucking like quiet what's going on in their heads. Mm-hmm. and they're gonna take whatever money they got as soon as the outcomes, comes you know what i mean what you expect you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm not discounting anything the brothers before us went to you know what i'm saying like any 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 black folks before us has gone through a lot of shit any any person who's black and live in the united states for the most part has gone through a lot of fucking shit and that's a fact you feel me mm-hmm. but with that being said a lot of the brothers from from the old generation of hip-hop never really dealt with violence on such a large scale and it doesn't inherently come from hip hop it comes from well the the, the system you feel well, me it comes from the system but
0: I also think I think there's an interesting correlation to be made between like the the record labels and these these, these artists because like the the record labels I think have created an environment and I'm not putting all of the blame on them but it's like if you really look at like bro like who, who's getting signed you know what I mean like these are real street niggas, bro. Oh my like, god. You know what I mean? Like oh my like god. Bro, mm-hmm. and like they'll like the label will, like give them an advance or some shit. Next thing you know, they're fucking like buying fucking, you know, blickies for the um for the fucking uh for the squad, bro. bro what do you, well,
1: what do you expect? Nigga like no i'm not i'm not blaming them i'm not blaming them at all
0: but what i'm i guess what i'm saying is though like these.
2: they're like, adding to that system that you were talking about earlier of like you know it's like a feedback loop of like oh look we'll mm-hmm. just give money they spend it yeah. more on blickies and, and then more violence occurs
0: and they, they know, and they know this shit happens and like you know what i mean but it's like and i i was listening to like a really i was listening to academics right because like mm-hmm. he did a lot of shit for like saying that he like you know people criticize him for for like instigating, like this beef or whatever. But he's like, "Yo, like literally, like labels are out here, like fucking fueling these beefs. Mm-hmm. They don't fuck about these artists. They don't give right, them- right. artists right. live, right. right? Like,
1: yeah. like, like what we spoke about last week with Lil Durk and L's. Yeah, you know, I said L started a war." But yeah. was it necessary for Ellis to be blasted the way it was like they got French Montana on a remix for Ellis and Ellis was literally a direct diss song to I think it was STL uh, from their, their GDs in Chicago. Um, fucking it was a direct fucking diss to either them or another set. And it started a, a fucking war that pretty much like put the stamp on this is irreversible beef. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like something that little Dirk fucking you know whooped up, and then you know somebody catches wind of what it is, and it's the one to blow up, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden niggas are dying like like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, yeah.
2: no, and um, I I think um, I mean, kind of like to backtrack a little bit. Um, yeah, I do think like um, the record labels do have like a hand in it, but also like I feel like these kids who are you know are rapping about this violence stuff, they're just rapping about what they're seeing every day yeah. you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and plus the re- like, since everybody nowadays can like go on soundcloud and like you know go on spotify we have so many more voices of talking about the violent the constant violence we're seeing i mean hell mm-hmm. philadelphia uh last year had was like the most violent year we've ever had yeah. I, th- I think it was like uh over 400 murders or something Nowhere. in like a year yeah Dude. It was just insane.
1: I Almost mean, sounds like Camden. Jesus Christ.
2: You know, it's just like you can't really blame the artists for just rapping about the harsh reality that they are, that they have. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's also like one of the major themes too that um, Public Enemy brings up in their music. You know, that um, especially on their first song on the on the "I uh, Don't Believe the Hype," when they're saying that uh, the radio is saying that they're violent, that they're the one that that's the issue, but they're just, they said that they're the ones who are just. You know, saying what's happening around them. You know, right. it's not them causing it, but it's what they're seeing.
1: Oh, yeah, and, that, and P was kind of ahead of the time with the "We're as, but we're not gonna fucking like shit on the youth." You right. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. P recognized from the jump of what being a product of your environment is, and spoke on it, and also spoke against everything else. You know what I'm saying? They're like pro revolution, but also like anti, you know, gang shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, yeah, like listening to Public Enemy, bro. Like fucking radicalize me again, bro. Like, mm-hmm. This shit. Is, yeah, me too. Like <laughs> as a kid, when I I remember I was listening to, like Public Enemy, and like by a kid I mean in college. You know what I mean? But, like, until you, like, really worked like, a shit job, until you really fucking hate the man a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, public enemy, like, doesn't really hit the same. And mm-hmm. I think, like, I think being an adult now and, like, having some world experiences, like, I just realized how, like, fucking ahead of their time, like, we're just, like, just, just, like, I don't even know if it's, like, ahead of their time is the word. Cause it's no, not- that is exactly what No, I, means, I don't know yeah. if it was,
1: I don't think it was ahead of their time as much as it was just, like, timeless, right yeah yeah. okay
3: i agree with that yeah yeah Yeah. i I wanted to mention something because i remember i was talking to ryan about this a little while ago i don't want to get into specific details about this but like basically i was saying that imagine you're at a job where you hate the job and there's all this drama going on and all these people you know it's it's corrupt and your boss is like an asshole and that kind of stuff but you keep your head down and you just do your work i feel like that's like kind of what a lot of rappers nowadays are doing they're kind of like you know they just want to make their music they just want to make their money they just want to do their things and that's completely respectable but um it gets it, it gets dangerous for the music industry when uh, a group like public enemy steps up and and rebels actively against the music industry and actively against mm-hmm. all these you know all these things and, and uh, the thing that ryan mentioned about madlib is uh madlib is you know he's a legendary producer he made mad villain he made uh those two freddie gibbs albums that were incredible but what he was saying is that modern day needs a public enemy. And um, I absolutely agree. And I, I I fail to find a popular uh, group or popular rapper or anything like that besides Kendrick Lamar, who hasn't been speaking. He's been silent uh, for the past couple of years, which is, you know, that's fine. He can do as he pleases. But, you know, I, I, I personally wish that somebody would would step up and be more rebellious because there's a lot of bullshit going on in the music industry, and there's a lot of bullshit going on in politics, and I, I would like to hear somebody speak about it uh, in a loud voice, well, you know, with loud yeah. beats.
1: That whole thing is is just, like, it's funny to me because when I look at it, it's like a rapper, like, Lil Baby will put out his anti-police brutality song, it'll blow up for, like, fucking, like, however many months, right? And right. This, is, this is me as a fan of Lil Baby, by the way. It's, like, a, a seasonal thing for some of these guys, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'll do my little protesting for, like, a month or two, and then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be over here with the new paddock or the new uh bust or whatever the fuck they wearing now, nigga. Like, you know, like he did
2: it for the hype, you know.
3: Even even on that key album, at the end of the at the last song, he goes, "No justice, no peace," but on nowhere else on the album did he mention anything like that. So it's just kind of like a, uh, you know, it's again, it's his music. He can do anything he wants. It's fine. It's just like Mm -hmm. you're right. It just seems like more of a flavor rather than like a whole sound, which I would prefer. You know, like like the way that Navy Blue did it this year. I Mm like that that album. It's a whole the whole sound is. You know, I'm tired, it's like rebellious, that kind of stuff.
1: But that, that whole know. thing is it's tricky to do because it's just like I say, you have brothers coming out of the trenches, bro. Like the trenches, like the worst of the worst. Like Chicago's a war zone. There's a reason why they call it Chirac. Gary, where where uh, Freddie Gibbs is from has been a hellhole. It's in its mm-hmm. entirety, like it's an entire existence, bro. And, and like, you know, New York, LA, wherever the fuck the, all a lot of these places are like be, have become war torn in certain regions, you know what I mean. And you got a lot of young niggas. I think the closest thing we were getting to that got killed. And that was Nipsey Hustle. Yeah,
0: Nip- bro. Right. Nipsey. Yeah, bro. I think about that. Oh, man. I-, I like this topic a lot just for a couple of reasons. Cause like Nipsey was like about his like organizing shit. You know what I mean? Like Nipsey was about making moves. Like right. about like doing things actively within his community to make a change, like a, a real change. And that's more along the lines of like I think like a public enemy you know what mm-hmm. I mean like that kind of generation that came out of like the organized the organizing movement you know what I mean like and
1: the-, and the nigga was trying to up the brothers too by like you know giving them jobs and shit like he opened up the the, the, the marathon store in Crenshaw yeah like, exactly mm-hmm. ironically where he got shot at but it's just like you know they talk all this shit about gang members and shit here's a neighborhood rolling sixty crypt Making more jobs for Black folks than y'all ever have, you know. What right. I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, exactly, yeah. neighborhood Rolling Sixties crib, like one of the most, if not the most, well, not Hoover's is probably the most, but like second place is probably neighborhood Rolling Sixties, but most hated in L.A. Like, you And he went and he did something tremendous for for not just his people, but for anybody to just to work over there and get out the fucking streets. And he would spread his knowledge about medicine and eating right and you know like public enemy has has constantly always done you know what i'm saying and he he's gone Mm
3: -hmm. right and and when he teamed up uh on on uh fuck donald trump with yg i think that was probably the closest we've gotten in a while to a public enemy style moment and um yeah i i I agree it's like you you know what i'm 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 wrong because what, what I was saying before, because it's it's dangerous to dabble in that kind of stuff, and I I understand why artists don't. You know, what that's I mean, what, I understand that's what why I was, ar- artists might be scared.
1: Yeah, I was I just realized that too because it's like Nipsey was real active in that. YG got like, all yeah, he got shot seven. in the head. Yeah, he got he shot. Almost in died. The head. He almost died separately.
3: Yeah, yep. yeah, but exactly, it's a hard life to live, in, and you know what I mean. And, and it was it was a respectable move for them to come together first of all as members of completely different sets. You know, Crips and Bloods coming together to. Say fuck Donald Trump because it was needed. To, it needed to be said, Chrisley you know, way Rick, early in the
1: movement. From the moment FDT came out, I know he's been always constantly saying, you know, fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump. Off rip, I'm not gonna criticize him too hard, or, or not even criticize. I'm just questioning, like, well, bro, like, it is always fuck Donald Trump. But what have you been doing like that? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I mean, anytime, well, anytime I catch YG's name, it's like, what shorty did he cheat on now?
3: Uh well, it was it was early in the in the whole mm-hmm. Donald Trump thing. It was when Donald Trump called Mexicans, you know, all rapists and drug dealers, and it was a reaction to that, right? I think.
1: Right, but I'm and saying since then, what have you done?
3: Since then, yes, I agree, and uh, you know, he's gotten a lot more commercial with his stuff. But I don't know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's what I kind of what I just said, like he's stepping down a little bit mm-hmm. and just kind of you know
2: keeping his head low. You know what it kind of seems like it it, it kind of seems like a lot of artists today are only political when it's uh, convenient. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: You know
2: what I mean? That's true. Where, like, uh, I feel like, um, because in Public Enemy, like, they, you know, they were political uh, when it was super inconvenient. You know, like, they made it into their thing. You know, like, but I feel like nowadays people can have, like, oh, like, we got to have at least one or two political songs on this album or something, and then never talk about it again, never go to any of the protests again, never, you know, kind of just be like, well, job well done. We fixed racism. right? move on. Think about
0: it, too. Like, the the older generation, bro, like, they just had they were just a lot more knowledgeable about this shit, like, to keep it 100, like, like in mm-hmm. terms of just, like, like w- the activists that they did have, like, you know, you gotta think about who was around at the time, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got Angela Davis, who, like, you got the Civil Rights Movement wrapping up, you know what I mean? You got, like, Black Panthers, literally former Black Panthers, like, in fucking gangs right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Out, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it was a completely different time and, like, we, our generation, we don't have that, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have that kind of infrastructure. We don't have that organization. So it's not a surprise to me that we don't have that in the music. Um, But I just, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that it's just, it is sad to see like, that it's not there. But they just, like, completely dismantled that shit. And you need, I think you really need all that shit in order to, like, a huge artistic movement Mm -hmm. like that
2: well i mean um i think like another reason too why i think public enemy was so successful was that um they were able to tell like they were able to like it's like they had they both like uh took the was it the blue pill or the red pill and they were just mm-hmm. like what we're doing is like wait a minute we don't have to do this like like w- w- this sucks like uh like on their song um she watches channel Zero.
1: Oh, i it, was just listening to that before we did this that yeah that's a great one. So great. yeah
2: how like you know
1: garbage (laughs) you're watching
2: that yeah flavor flavor literally just spitting facts being like you're watching that garbage you're looking at people like those people don't even look like people they're not even saying the same things that we're saying like they're just so out of touch like Mm -hmm. you know i feel like nobody out here is is just is like willing to question like you know the reality which i think is even super like relevant today especially with like um you know it's funny i just saw the the social dilemma on netflix and Mm -hmm. like talking about how like everyone's like algorithm and like how they show you what you want to be see like, seen, uh, shown. So you're always on the app longer and yeah. longer and longer. And then next thing you know, you spend the whole day on it. It's yeah. kind of like that. We're, like, we're all just kind of in, like, a little haze where we just yeah. don't pay attention to what's going on. We, we just keep consuming and consuming this tr- garbage media.
1: Right. That That's the whole thing. And uh, Just to backtrack, like, a little bit, something I wanted to say while we still on the topic of, like, current rappers and, you know, the climate and shit and political... If Lil Uzi Vert well Lil Uzi Vert was marching with niggas for a while, right? But if you about it, bro, you gotta go up against capitalism, putting twenty four million in your face.
0: That's what I'm saying, bro. It like, ain't it. All yeah. motherfuckers are consumerist cat like keep it a buck. Like all these fucking rappers are fucking capitalists, they're consumerists. Like that's what all of rap culture like most of it is right now, is like just like glorifying capitalism. That I think really happened in the nineties and the two thousands with like the introduction was just like this glamorous, like gangster rap with like niggas like Biggie. No offense, to, like RP the Goat, you know what I mean. But it's like Puffy and like these Harlem niggas really get introduced. Like, I, I,
1: I, I, let me correct you, Master P. Master P, Master P, Master P was the one that started that shit for real, Master P. And then the big timers and uh, and Cash Money, and then it was like uh not so much Pac, but Biggie later on. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like I think we've just been in that era. For a minute, you know what I mean, and like personally, like that's why I listen to genres like metal and other shit because, like, I I, like that's where I get my anti-establishment like rage. Like Lamb of God, like says way like spits way more facts than like Kendrick. Like, uh, no offense to Kendrick, but Kendrick and Kendrick's like the goat, but like he don't put out music.
3: You know what I mean? Hey, so at this point, the audio got a little bit confusing. Uh, Everybody went to take breaks, and when we came back, the segue wasn't as smooth as I thought it would be. So. I'm just going to kind of cut around it and bring us back to our public enemy and you know broader conversation that we were having. So
1: three, two, one. They hate to help us, but they love to use us. They, like, they, they, a- they,
0: yeah.
1: They will take niggas in in a heartbeat to be in a, to be in the army and the navy and the marines. You know what I mean? Do you have weird ass sergeants and weird ass whatever the fuck the ranks up in and fucking bootlickers talking about um oh, man, black folks are, are, are genetically superior because of how well a lot of us doing, not me, but a lot of other niggas would do <laughs> in the athletic field and, and, and doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, yeah, they love to use us. And it's like Public Enemy with the, uh, with the song Bla- uh, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. And, and right away, it opens up. With, I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened it read right it, and said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said, no. <laughs> here's yeah, a man that, that never gave a damn about a brother like me and myself because they never did. And it's, it's all truth Cause it's just like this, this country, this country was built on, on not you and I inherently even like this was not, not, not you and I building this shit, but it was built upon our ancestors doing shit. And let me tell you something. I'm getting real tired of niggas saying they went to Africa and picked up slaves. Nah, they picked up people who had their own shits going on. For all we know, they could have been for that time. I'm saying for that time, they're equivalent of doctors, lawyers, teachers, or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that... That's been something that's been getting on my nerves, and I'm trying to get it out of my head right now while I, while I still while the iron is hot.
3: No, mm-hmm. totally. Right, like, right. Uh, right. Like they had their own societies. They had their own roles. I know exactly what you're saying. When their whole had... ethnic identity was just wiped. Was just know?
1: wiped, Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Black folks have been pretty much always with the time or ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? Africa is the cradle of fucking civilization and it's all fucked up because folks came down as missionaries and said and taught whatever, whichever religion, and now they're war torn over that, over ideals and shit. You know, Ryan sent some shit in the group chat that I'm not going to go into detail with, you know, earlier. And, I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, well, how did it get to this point? And as you realize, well, missionaries go down there, teach them about religion, teach them that such and that this and this is wrong. And then they, they take it to the extreme. You know what I'm saying? And those same missionaries are like ambassadors for countries and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it'll leave it. What's easier to conquer than something that's, that's torn up. Right. Like if a country's war torn, going through a civil war, Another country could easily come in and, and fund one side and now have a voice. And America loves to do that shit. You feel me? So every time there's a civil war, like, oh, we got to go to Syria, nigga. We got to go to Syria that, right now. Yo,
3: that's how I feel. That's why I feel like there's no public enemy nowadays. They, exactly what you just said. The You know, the war torn and everybody's fighting each other or everybody's focused on commercialism, as Ebe said. And it's hard for somebody to stand up against, you know, the powers because you know what i mean everybody's fighting everybody's distracted everybody's you know doing things for instagram nobody's nobody's looking at the bigger picture as you're as exactly as you're saying and it's you know?
1: in it's mm-hmm. in the name it takes a nation of millions it does it does it, it takes a, it takes a nation of millions it takes all you of know us.
2: What, you know what it is too um kind of like on the song uh meet the g he killed me um when they kind of use like this analogy of like this guy like the guy who's like on drugs or something it's just like he doesn't understand that he's on drugs, and that's why, like, he, he's all fucked up, you know. And it's, i feel like that's kind of a good analogy for America. You know, it's like we're all on smack right now, not noticing that we're all on smack. <laughs> like this shit just doesn't make sense, and yeah. we don't want to accept that this doesn't make sense because we're on fucking drugs.
1: That's the whole thing, and I'm gonna give a shout out to my favorite band, The Acacia Strain, and the opening song of Slow Decay, "Feed a, the um, uh, feed a pigeon, breed a rat." One of the opening lines is why you all self-medicate, you live to contaminate eBay. Before you go on, let me say something, brother. Nigga, Once you get to thrash metal, once you get to all that other shit, you're going to start seeing a lot of contradicting ass niggas, a lot of anti-establishment niggas that somehow are are not like anti-establishment. Something that I will say is like, if we're going to split it into percentages, just like 60, 40, leading more towards the Republican side, because Dave Mustaine and some of the guys from from uh, not Slayer, but um, it's a few it's a few death metal bands like that uh, that that have Republicans in it and shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like even Avenge Sevenfold at some point was making like fucking army music.
0: Well, like, no, okay, okay, no, no, facts. And like, you, and of course you have like um, Five Finger um, death, death Punch, punch. Yeah. Like, definitely a very like you know.
3: Yeah, I feel you. I know. I know. What you, I, I see what you're saying. I definitely recognize that too. You know what I mean? I think I know what Eva's trying to say kind of like like the the music nowadays like the metal is is loud and Public Enemy was loud, you know what I mean? There's songs louder than a bomb. You know, all the all the mm-hmm. songs are these crazy whistling like ear catching samples, gu- guns, bombs well, like I, I... like you know what I'm saying? I and and I feel like metal reflects that loud, rebellious, like fuck you type sound than <laughs> a lot of a lot of modern hip hop does. And,
0: like, just straight up, bro, like, when I listened to Ashes of the Wake by Lamb of God, like, I fucked with that so heavy because it had, like, at the end of the song, it had, like, it sampled an Iraq uh, veteran saying, like, he's, like, not going to fucking serve, basically, because they're, like, like committing atrocity there. And that entire album, Ashes of the Wake, like, the entire album is about the Iraq war. That,
1: yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and while we're on the while we on the subject of bands and, and, and hip hop, public enemy did use Slayer for yeah. some public enemy mm-hmm. used Slayer for She Watched Channel Zero. So I think that with what both of y'all are saying, especially what Ryan was just saying about um about the, the loudness working with each other, public enemy started doing that shit too. You know, they were working with Slayer because they were connected to Def Jam. Rick Rubin helped produce Hella Waits. Boom! Right mm-hmm. there, they got yeah. with Anthrax. You know what I'm saying? And
2: mm-hmm. like,
1: that is not something you see today. And it is a both side thing, but like, I'm by both sides. I mean, record labels and, and bands. But uh, on the other side, you know, I will say this: are, when it comes to to the bands, yeah, I agree with you. Like, Ashley The Wake is a classic. It's one of my favorite old albums. And the other thing that the other band I want to give a shout out to is Venom Prison since cuz since their inception they have been the most anti-establishment band that there is that I could think of at least and have been so in your face about it that they faced like years of uh well they've only been out for 5 years but I'm saying like had they not been anti-establishment they were just doing the the regular death metal chug riff and anti or or misogynistic, you know, brutalize a woman, you know, talk about that type of shit, they would have probably been, like, at a, at a better spot, at least for where death metal stands, but because they're, you know, they're outright saying you, you know, Republicans and conservatives hate what they don't understand. Trans people, gay people, Black people getting killed by the police and by regular-ass people. And, and here's the other thing that, that I wanted to say in regards to, to our community, too, eBay, is let me ask you this, because something Public Enemy has always done is like make niggas own up to shit too. Something that I've realized in our community is, black men, as much as we have a horrible fucking time, we really be putting a hamper on shit, bro. Like we really be we really be delaying shit with with stupid ass sexist ideals and like homophobia and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: all right, I have I have mixed feelings on this. This is a topic that I I have mixed feelings because like on one hand like you know like I grew I obviously I grew up in Philly you know what I mean like I know how niggas think you know what I mean like I know that hood mentality that you're talking about you know what I mean yeah like on the other hand too bro like I definitely feel like like I, I I don't like this idea that like somehow black men are Kind of like defunct or like
1: we It's not I'm not saying that we defunct nigga I'm saying that I'm saying that 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 like I'm talking about these educated ass niggas like Tyler Perry somehow still being homophobic. You know what I mean? Like Oh, you
0: I mean like like those
2: niggas though? Yeah, like
1: those niggas. Forget for I should have like People being
2: oppressed oppressing other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like the people mm-hmm. who have power being hampering the progress, putting a, a fucking like stop to it
0: oh so you mean like
2: like black establishment like
1: like kanye tyler perry yeah yeah, yeah. i should it's, it's like um
2: it's like when like people make so much more money they're just like oh i don't fuck with bro people anymore Right? You know? yeah yeah or marginalized people yeah i agree yeah, it's like kanye even within their own community yeah,
1: yeah it's crazy kanye trying to go anti-abortion is just like what mm. how many of you have yeah what the fuck like, it, you know was, what i mean
3: that was tons. very cringe Tons, yeah, he cried like, about it too, and so we know that he had them. Yeah, during yeah. his presidential speech,
1: exactly. And, and all these niggas will, will get somewhere and start doing all this this weirdo shit. And the other thing with with the the, the capitalism shit is just like Jay has like how many billions of dollars, right? And everybody mm. wants to talk about well, he donated a hundred mil, he donated ten mil, he did well, he could make that back in his sleep. Yeah. So like.
0: If you're not actually going to challenge, like for example, like when Jay Z continued to partner with the NFL, yeah, like when Kaepernick was like facing all that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a perfect example of why like I have criticism of Jay Z because it's like you have power, bro, but like you clearly chose on this side to you know put your own interests in front of everyone else's, like you. Mm-hmm. We care about that relationship with, you know, the NFL and you're like and it's like when Obama fucking tells LeBron and the NBA players like not to fucking go on strike, you know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. like during, like when the George Floyd purchases are happening and they're talking about not playing and, you know, it, that actually could, you know, generate some momentum, but you have Obama call up and be like, don't do it. Yeah, there's tons of people like that and those are, I agree with you, like that's such a huge
1: Fucking problem. Yeah, and, and what I wanted to say too is like, comfort betrays. You know what I'm saying? Comfort mm-hmm. betrays you in any situation that you're trying to progress in, because if you're comfortable where you at, you're not gonna move, and that's a fact. You know what I mean? Jay Z's not giving up that money for nothing. I guarantee you that. That's a nigga that came from slinging rocks. He's not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and to some fault, to to some degree, I understand that. The, on the other side, it's just like I wish you did you weren't like that. And then that's 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 always made me sour towards him. It's like you have all this available to you, and instead all you do is continue to put out music that we don't really fucking need. And that's like what, like, yeah.
0: you know like what I mean? that's why Dame doesn't fuck with him, bro. Like low key. That's why Dame doesn't fuck with him still, because like Dame saw, like, look, I'm trying to build a company right now. Like in regard regardless of like. What 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 deal was better for who? Right. Like, at the end of the day, Dane was like, "I'm trying to build some shit." Hove was like, "I'm trying to get a check." You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, I, I think that's I, I I think that like I was reading this. I love this podcast. Shout out to the podcast, uh, Trapital. Um, shout oh, out. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Shout out. Yeah. I get
0: memos too. I was reading about just like the Dame Jay Z, how, how that whole Rockefeller shit still affects hip-hop today. And it's like, I'm not saying it's Jay-Z's fault that we're in this situation, but it's like, could you imagine, like, a Black-owned, you know, dominated, like, company like Rockefeller that would have hold that would have Kanye side to it, you know what I mean? It was
1: doomed from the start, because the whole thing is when niggas are making unreal money like that, one of them is bound to turn if they're not constantly, excuse me, constantly in communication with it. The other side of it is again, at such an unreal rate coming to you like all this money coming from slinging rocks like are you really going to think about the next nigga cuz there's a lot of niggas you know that are gone now you know what i mean That's and that. it's 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 something that my friend said that that really struck a chord with me and it it really almost made me like like fucking like like i was choked up for him when he said it we we were just we were just siphing over the phone and shit and just talking life and shit and he said, Man, I thought the I thought that my 20s would bring me more happiness and shit as I grew up as I grew up. And I'm like, oh, what'd it give you? And then he said, more dead homies. And I was like, shit. You know what I mean? He said, mm-hmm. more dead homies. And I constantly try to talk to bro about, you know, getting out of his situation and shit. And he just like, I'm used to it. This is all I know. You know what I mean? And you know, with with Jay and, and Dame, it's like I don't like Jay Z, at all. I, I I do think he has a few like amazing records that every now and then I go back. But as a person, like I do not like him. I cannot fucking stand him, and I do understand his hesitation though. One hundred percent, you feel me? But I don't think it's it's warranted. No, no, do something, nigga. You know what I mean? You got the power. Do something. And I'm I'm disappointed in Pharrell too because. Pharrell got money too. What, what's he doing? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of these these ankh niggas that are coming of
2: Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. We're like but like it's just like it's kind of like the it's the American way, you, you know, if that makes any sense. You know, where like as soon as people get money, they don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to get they find every other way to kind of do it. It's kind of a I don't know, I think one of America's biggest problems too is um the social class, you mm-hmm. know the the bourgeoisie has more power right now you know yeah. where the top people have so much more money the one percent have so much more money than everyone else that just them even do, like you know donate towards something that will help other people get the, uh, other people to their situation they're just not going to do it
1: there is the whole thing with that too because the american ideals get waved in your face in front of like in front of you like a carrot so it's like you were saying before, Troy. Where it's just like, well, you know, this happened in America, still could happen to you. Or it's like you could be a billionaire, realistically speaking. No, no, mm-hmm. it's a it's a genetic lottery type thing. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you may be born with it, you may not. People don't have-
0: understand how how lucky you have to. Part of like it's 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 like come on, bro. You have to be so lucky. Like it's not even to disqual discredit people's like work or whatever if I, I don't believe we live in a meritocracy but if that's important to you like not even to discredit your work like but mm-hmm. just to be in the right place at the right time like it, like people so often say that but then don't recognize that like so much of life is about that you know what i mean so much of life is about where you're at at the right time who you know you know what i mean like the reason why i'm here right now with you guys is because me and troy went to high school together yeah. You know what I mean? like
1: that's, that's the same funny. that that's the same reason why I'm here with y'all too, is because Ryan, Ryan and I grew up together.
0: You know right. what I mean? So it's like it's so much of life, like, you know, is about that. So I I I think there's a lot of reasons why we, we why we have this mindset, but ultimately, like, I think one of the big things like again, this is why I fuck with Joe, just to tie it back, is like ownership is so important because ownership is what like this entire economic system is based off of you know what I mean like it's literally called capitalism because you're supposed to own capital and that's how you control like so so Joe is fighting for that ownership which is something that I think a lot of artists like they lose and you know like this is something that I think artists can be criticized for which is like not doing the homework not like you know what I mean like doing enough to to understand like these deals that they're in and what they're giving up in x y and z because like you know this is like this is how you can fight back against a company like spotify is when you own your shit you know what i mean this is how you can like this is how you can make changes in an industry is when you have that ownership and you know that's why i go that's why i stand on the side of uh of day uh excuse me uh, of dame in the whole Jay-Z Dame situation because ownership is, like, what they ultimately have over you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's why I really was just, like, excited to see Joe move into this position. Um, Shout out to Joe.
1: Well, to cycle back to the Public Enemy thing, let me say this. Um, Public Enemy really, really set the tone. And I feel like the reason why Nobody listened, was because at the end they aligned themselves with well not at the end but towards the end like more towards the middle to the end they aligned themselves down with the nation. Wait, you nobody. Know wait, what do you say?
3: Did you say nobody? Nobody listened to what? The music,
1: not like not nobody listened to the music, but nobody cared to keep the the message going. Nobody truly listened enough to keep it going until oh, more yeah. shit popped off. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. Know. Yeah, I think those, I'm talking uh, about other know. artists, nigga. like other yeah, rappers. So, so, wait,
2: yeah, man. I disagree. Like yeah. who? who uh,
1: what What rapper right now is influenced by Public Enemy that you can name? Run the Jewels,
2: Killer Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
3: yeah. Also, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about from 1990 to now. There's a ton of artists. There's so many artists.
1: But even, are, then, right. th- even then, a lot of them were more selfish with it. Because if you're going to talk about Run the Jewels, I mean of Development.
3: I mean, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of things in the '90s and, well, and I, 2000s. I, hold up, and that hold stuff.
1: up, hold up. Run the jewels, right? Killer Mike, right? Great guy and all that shit, right? But when it came down to the, Are protest- you tell me
3: you don't like Killer Mike? <laughs> yeah, Ke- Killer Mike is 100 percent carrying the torch.
1: He's carrying yeah. the, he's carrying the torch, and I appreciate him. But there's certain things that, like you know, when it came down to the protests in Atlanta, he's begging to stop burning shit down. And yes. ultimately ultimately, because he was gonna lose money, and it's no, like,
2: that's not true at all yeah yeah, as a community no it- Yeah. The reason why he said it is because you shouldn't burn down your own house because you're pissed, you know? If you're hey. really pissed and want systematic change, fucking go to the polls, you know? You don't like how the DA arrested your cousin? Fucking get a new one or, like, vote for another guy. That's like, what
1: he was... This nigga like Biden. He said go to the polls. <laughs> this nigga was... like Biden. Yeah. This well, say a what you I'm want, Biden. but,
2: like, you know, like, Georgia did flip uh, the fucking Senate. Personally, I don't think
0: that, like, I personally, like, my political views, like, I believe in a certain level of anarchism. Like, I would align myself mm-hmm. with like anarchists to a degree because I am like firmly, firmly anti establishment, firmly, firmly left. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I'm on the political spectrum. So, for me, I'm not really that offended by like rioting and shit. But what I will say to the Killer Mike situation is Killer Mike is a black capitalist at the end of the day. He yep. like, believes in banks, he believes in capitalism as a system in order to like be a means towards black liberation that i don't think is a message that public enemy necessarily would agree with thank you like especially Mm -hmm. coming out of that time period like they're like a lot of black activists black panthers they're firmly anti-capitalist
1: thank you you. and straight up i wanted to say to to counter Uh what troy said before uh, public enemy was not saying go to the polls nigga that's all i'm gonna say
0: let me just yeah I I like I agree like I just think mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about like I think the conversation about like the fucking um you know the riots and shit that's a different conversation right mm-hmm. but it's, like, yeah in terms of like what I know Public Enemy says in terms of like what I know their message is like they they wouldn't I don't think they would have a problem with riots or anything and I think to a degree like to what Ryan's saying like you don't really have artists out here who are like that politically aware and who are like willing to do group organization and troy i think you even kind of made the point earlier too like you know a lot of these artists just come out like when it's convenient like when something social Mm -hmm. is like happening you know what i mean and i feel like
2: like people posting black squares yeah and i
0: feel like that is the vibe nowadays more in Mm -hmm. like the music and artistic communities to like you know kind of like use these times as like you know
1: performance art
0: yeah, performance art and promotion is some shit. Yep. Like, like I, I don't, I don't think there's that many artists that are out here that are against that. But I will say, like, shout out Devilish Trio again yep. because every single thing they fucking say is anti-establishment. I love it. Like, y'all, if y'all want some music that's about like fuck the man, check out Devilish Trio and then go watch The Matrix and you'll feel liberated. Like. Check
1: out Venom Prison too, bro. <laughs> They got Van in prison too, man. For real. And let, let me say this to to, bro, to 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 my bro Ryan real quick.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Hey, a lot of what you're saying isn't necessarily like wrong. Cause there definitely is people who did take some of the anti-establishment shit with them. But were any of them as heavy hitting as, as public enemy? Were any of no, them that, as, as uh, anti-capitalist as 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 going against the grain as public? And there there is a few a few grains in between. Don't get it twisted. Now, there definitely yeah, is. But what I was gonna say
3: is that there's a ton of time in between. So like I, you know I can't I can't think in my head. But like Public Enemy stands out to me as probably the most political rap group and most uh anti-establishment as as he was saying rap group that I can that I can name and that I can think of. And they stood out to me so much not in that not only in their uh, lyrics and not only in like the way that, you know, Chuck D just never stops, just always going, going, going. And if not Terminator X takes over, but like, it's just in their sound, just the fact that they're so, they're, they're so loud and they they offend, you know, white sensibilities and in, in such a important way to me, you right. know what I mean? Like, like I'm in bad. Oh, let me just, let me just uh, finish what I'm saying. But I was going to say, I'm just frankly embarrassed by listening back to um, my favorite, one of my favorite tracks on the, uh, their third album is the incident, at uh six six dot six fm where it's just some white guy fucking complaining he sounds like such a little bitch and i'm just i just want to apologize like like just like like I hope that I wouldn't have been that guy back then. I hope that I wouldn't have uh, been to a Beastie Boys concert and saw Public Enemy opening for them. Legend, better, you know what? Public Enemy
1: is way better than Beastie
3: right? yeah. Boys <laughs> opening hey, for them, it was and, and be complaining like a little baby. Yeah. Oh, they Uzi's on either side of the stage. I love that <laughs> song. The song makes me laugh. I listen to that song all the time.
1: Yo, let, let me let me say this, bro. Some that PE did well. Was they 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 uh they tempered the the hot flames with humor that was still hot like they let mm-hmm. Flavor Flav do his shit like like nine one one is a joke uh,
3: yeah, oh
1: a my god that's one of my favorite songs period by them I think like agreed the way he just he's riffing and he's telling the truth because nine one one yeah get up and get 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 down like fucking nine one one does take forever to get to certain there's areas that they won't even go to. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know, when I look about that, I think about California, because there's, there's a there's a part of Compton that the police is straight up just like, yeah, fuck that. And something I want to say was when we're talking about groups, in terms of radicalizing people, a lot of people give NWA credit too. But how many people out of NWA be, ended up becoming black capitalists? All of
3: them. All, all of them. All
2: of them. Yeah. All of them.
1: All of them. They were for themselves. Yeah. They were the most selfish fucking group out of all of them, and yeah. um, Ice Cube working with Trump at some point is yeah. evident of that. Um, I, have you ever seen the Straight Outta Compton movie, Ryan? Have you seen that movie? It's I embarrassing. I didn't, I didn't, didn't it. make it through. I didn't make it through. It's I, like
3: Ice Cube is in so many movies, and you know what I mean. Doctor Dre sold his yeah, <laughs> yeah sold his right, legendary these right. headphones, right. like compilation of like their success. And then what about Eazy E, bro? You guys left him in the fucking dust, and he's the one. And his family's poor,
1: and his family fucking poor. How is that yeah. possible? How is yep. that possible? This nigga, Easy E, would have probably been the realest nigga out of the group in hindsight because mm-hmm. he took he was the, he was a street nigga. He was he was a he's a Kelly he was a Kelly Park crip that took his money from from the streets and funded NWA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he haven't been through all that would have. Would have either had the same fate as Pac, or, you know, who knows where he might have he might have been a a big voice right now. You know what I'm saying? But Dre, Cube, and and uh, whoever else is alive, Yellow's still alive, right? And uh, not so much MC Ren, because who the fuck hears from Ren? But them three, the ones we know about, they're black capitalists, bro. This yeah. stuff is as fuck. Dr. You don't see you don't see Chuck D walking out in, in like a in, in anything that Dr. Dre has. Dr. Dre throws out a pair of of um of white Air Force Ones. Every he buys a new pair every day, I meaning he, he gets another one, throws it out. Like
0: he has an empire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the, that's the issue. Like at the end of the day, like it comes down like these issues. I think come down to class issues and it's in america bro when you get money like they it's it's hard to resist you know I mean? you've no one telling you to like temper mm-hmm. how you feel like our culture is just all about like excessive consumerism and greed and it's just a part of our culture and it's like it's painful for people to hear sometimes but that's really how it is but I want to give a shout-out, though, to, like, all these rappers out here, though, because, like, I think these hoodnickers, like, who make music, bro, like, I think they... It's
1: extraordinary, bro.
0: I think it's extraordinary. I think, too, like, a lot of them, like, are getting their mindsets together. Like, a lot of them are starting to figure shit out, and, like, I just, like, you know, to Ryan's point about offending white sensibility, like, I think that's important, to that they... And that's something that they they continue to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if they do, like, spend all their bread on, like, you know, cars and shit, like, you know, at least like, you know, so a lot like a good portion like are are still carrying that torch. I'm not saying yeah.
2: like, at least they're still in the they're in the room. You know, yeah. I mean like fuck,
0: I mean Scott and like fuck like Lil Uzi Vert and like all those people who just like make music to make money. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like there's really people out here like who shiesty like you know what I mean? Like just like street niggas like who all who, OG
1: Lil Dirk. all
0: OG little Dirk, like all these Brooklyn drill artists. So, so. You know what I mean? Pop Smoke, like, all these people out here mm-hmm. who make music, who who made music, you know what I mean, 22Gs, like, all these, all these people. Yeah. Yo,
1: yo, of- brother, bro, let me say something before you go on. 22Gs being a direct op of Pop Smoke, and then instead of choosing to shit on his grave like everybody else did from the other side, saying, uh, that I can't be happy because this is another black brother that got shot, was yeah. huge. Yeah. That was huge. And I got to give respect to him for that because as big as a pop fan as I am, I was expecting some shit to, to go off on the other side because it's just like, damn. You know what I mean? And it turns out the brother got his head straight. You know, he's a GD to the bone, but this dude is still, you know, he's got his mind right. You know what I'm saying? He He's thinking past the street nigga shit too. He's carrying some of it with him, but he's thinking past, he's thinking to like, oh, what are we doing to each other? shit? You know what I'm saying? Because... Oh you can always get a positive out of any experience. You know what I mean? And to that, I got to give him credit for it. You know what I mean? 2-2-G, shout out to him for sure, bro. That You know, like the way he carried himself during that was amazing. And let me ask you something, bro. Before we wrap it up, let me ask you something as a black man. How do you categorize your experience growing up? Like, what would you say about ebay's life not 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 just you know for the the black man as an entire entity but you just you
0: yeah i mean like people who know me like you know i i think i was like a token you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like i was like always in like white schools mostly um i went to like uh like a predominantly like black school for like two years um but like i definitely have like that experience like and i know some people listening like probably understand that um but I also like have the experience that like I'm from Philly like you know what I mean like my family from South Philly like we are we are out here you know what I mean like to like that and so I also know that side you know what I mean so um I think I think I am very grateful for my experience because I've been able to see two very different life experiences and I think that's why you know I have a lot of views
1: that I have. Well, let, let me ask you something, brother, because we both got something in common where we went to uh to to, to white schools. Cause like before I go before I ask your question, let me let me say this. Like my family is a, a we in New Jersey, we stay in Patterson and Passaic mostly, right? And yeah. I lived in Garfield in the basement of an apartment building for like half of my life, but up until I moved to where me and Ryan grew up. And even then, when I was coming up, I was still on the weekends in Patterson or Passaic. You feel me? And something that I learned, and this is something I was gonna ask you is, there definitely is a trauma to growing up with white kids as a black person, because you become so much fucking more self-conscious. Oh my you God. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they they Ryan never did this. It's just why me and him became like close friends from the second we talked to each other. And then the same thing to Robert Spangler. Shout out to Rob. We love you, bro. Fucking those two from the jump. Like I knew Robert was cool because like we were uh, me and him were reading about the nation of Islam, and you know, I saw the white devil thing, and I started calling him White Devil, and he was totally cool. And he's like, Yeah, right. everybody else in town would have <laughs> been like, What are you doing? Don't fucking call me that. And then it probably hit you with the N-word over Xbox. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing that really pissed me off growing up was I'm like, so I'm I'm half Hispanic, but the other half of me is from Haiti. And when 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 I when I brought that up in class, because there was this kid whose name I'm not gonna say before I got retained, we were talking about black history, and I was like, it's important to know our roots. And I said that for my people. He's like, oh, but you're Hispanic. I was like, I'm from Haiti. He's like, Haiti's not black. He's like, those are just Spanish speaking black people. I'm like, what the fuck? You, what? So they're black people that speak Spanish, but they're not black because they, they speak what? Nigga, That's what? Crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and number two, we don't speak Spanish. We speak Creole. It's French. It's dumb <laughs> fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like That type of dumb ass shit. You feel me? Is what really, really just got me so fucking like angry and like just pissed off at the world for a while. And you know, at some, you probably did the same thing too, where you kind of had to like just take it, you know, because the numbers are saying it's me against y'all, and y'all is like a group of hundred.
0: Yeah, dude, I was in Dak Torado's class. Shout out Dak Torado. Shout out Uh, Dak. (laughs) (laughs) Torado, but like I was in his class, bro, one day, and I had an argument with the entire class about welfare you know what I mean, like, my family was, like, literally, we've been on food stamps, you know what I mean, like, it's just, like, you have to do that kind of shit, you know what I mean, like, you have to, like, really, like, just put up with, like, a lot of shit, and it's, like, that's why, like, I identify with, like, loner types and, like, that kind of shit, you know what I mean, like, that's why I fuck with that shit, because I'm, like, dude, like, not only am I, it's, like, my personality just that way, but it's, like, that being feeling like being an introvert and then being black on top of it it's like dude like i'm fucking extra introverted you know what i mean like i'm like sure. extra like just because like you're right like when you like, you are it's just like your life experiences are often just like so different that it's like you, you don't even feel like you can like relate to people sometimes so it, it's it, like it, it makes it valuable when you can relate to people, and like that's why like my boy Julian, like he's one of my closest white friends, and he's like, like really cl- important to me. You know what I mean? Because it's like he and I just like, you know, we're, we're we don't interact in that way. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah.
0: straight up, like we're we're just homies. And we're cool. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, that that's why I wouldn't trade it for being black. Because like, yeah, you when you meet real people, like they're fucking real, bro.
1: real as fuck, bro. And that's the whole thing. Is it's just like, I don't like giving credit to white folks for doing the right thing. But yeah. I, will, I, I will say, I am extremely grateful for Ryan and Rob and my other boy, also Ryan, Ryan Wheeler on the other side, my boy, uh, for providing, you know, like some sort of relief in the middle of it. Because yeah. as long as I know that the three of these niggas, they're like, they never been really any to test the racial waters. You know what I'm saying? When I tell, when I tell, if I ever told Ryan, you shouldn't say this because of that, or like these people shouldn't be saying this because of that, Ryan would question, but as like a genuine question, not out of not out of like you know that like weird like yeah 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 that, yeah, yeah like he genuinely was curious not about curious. that. He's a youngster, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that that I appreciate, you know what I'm saying? And- right.
3: My my whole thing is I never want to speak from a place where I uh, think I know everything. You know what I mean? I like to speak from a questioning attitude because a lot of people, you know. Uh, not not what you're not what you're saying whenever you tell me you know things it's it's facts but you know some people spit bullshit about things about religion about uh you know uh, about the way i should dress about the music i should listen to stuff like that and i uh, i question them because sometimes it's full of it's full of crap but I, I i'll say most of the time when you question me about stuff or you tell me not to say something or you know call me out on something whatever uh no matter how small it is i appreciate it and i um I I will never say that's bullshit. You know what I'm
1: saying? That's that's the whole thing, brother. Like, and let me clarify this real quick. I'm gonna get real mm-hmm. close to the mic for this. Ryan does not say nigga. Y'all, need, if that's what y'all deriving from this, Ryan <laughs> is not one of them crackers <laughs> that said nigga. Nah, nah. It's just a lot of like little things in between where I'm like, yo, like you you ever hear niggas say this? Like, this is why they shouldn't say that. And then he'd be like, oh, I don't want to, could you explain to me further? Like, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? That's what I mean. Yeah, because
3: I don't want to just stop saying stuff. And then, because what if, what if somebody's like, why aren't you, you saying that? I'm like, oh, my friend Ryan told me to. But other, but I like to have you explain it because then when somebody asks me, I can go, oh, well, you know, I can say it in my own words.
1: You know, to wrap it all up man, and go back to PE, the reason my public enemy was so fucking special to all this in, in hindsight and even currently, is because they really found a way to sort of go far and beyond all of this and tell the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, this mm-hmm. shit was, is, is ongoing. And their music stays relevant to all of this. And I don't know if we'll ever get another public enemy because, quite frankly, I think that artists are terrified and I, or they just don't care. But what I will say is this, in response to what Mad Lib said, there's always something brewing. You know what I mean. The reason why I'm not completely hopeless is because there's always something brewing. Yeah. There, there, there might be. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna speak it into existence. I'm not gonna take credit for it, but I'm certainly like, I'm gonna hope into existence that there's another movement of that sort coming out.
3: Do you think that "Fight the Power" still remains like a or a relevant protest song?
1: Yeah, but it's it's overplayed for sure by like white folks that use it. <laughs> like,
3: right. I, I feel like it's been co-opted you know what i mean i feel mm-hmm. like it, like like kind of going to what you were saying i feel like nowadays um songs like that had been like it's just like playlist fodder you know what i mean i feel like yeah. like mm-hmm. the meaning of music nowadays has kind of been uh
2: fucked just up for a little bit. just for yeah, playlists just for playlists or something where like hey here's where, my like,
1: protest playlist on spotify guys
3: yeah <laughs> so.
2: mm. no but um uh, uh, ryan to go off uh, your question um do I think it's I mean, I don't know. I think it's uh it was really good for the time uh that it came out. It was really expressing some really interesting ideas, like the fact mm-hmm. that Elvis was a racist, you know? Like no one really talks about that. Uh, yeah. no one talks about how Elvis, you know, took black culture and made it mainstream, you know. Shout
1: out to Little Richard. Um,
2: you yes. know, and also like, you know, I think another thing that um that the song um brings up is that uh, you know, like um their heroes aren't on stamps, which is kind of like a saying, like, um, that not all heroes like, that uh, are going to be seen by the culture as heroes are going are to get the recognition of mm-hmm. people that are going to be on stamps, of people who are going to be on billboards, you know, that that will never happen.
1: Well, I think what he meant when he said most of my heroes don't appear on those stamps is because they're black, like they're, they're black and they're not the, the government's not going to put like, I mean, they plan on putting Harriet Tubman on what the $20 bill? At yeah, point.
3: And, and that's and that's how many years later, right? That's like yeah. almost like thirty, forty years. I don't even the math. I, I can't do the math in my head right now. But it's a long time after that song was created, and 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 I um I completely didn't understand like what he was talking about on that song too, because like w- white people started the co- started like America, I guess right? Like start like founded America, quote unquote, or whatever. And then they put their face on all the the bills. They put their face on all the stamps. They put you know the Gro uh, whatever Grover Cleveland building the George Washington. All so they just claim everything right away, and and it just kind of fucked up because it's like then they act like you know uh everybody else has an equal opportunity. Bull, well, no, because Mm-mm. you guys took it, fucking everything. You t- exactly. you, we took libraries, statues, you know. And I'm happy that Christopher Columbus the statue got pulled down this year. Shout out to everybody who yeah. pulled those down, either you know the town or the people, um, yeah. because because that shit is, is is ridiculous. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, and that's the whole so, thing. Go ahead. E. I just think,
3: you know, one thing
0: that's really important about that song is it's talking about fight the power. Right? Like, the emphasis in that is on the word power. And I think, like, nowadays, like, you know, we see it all the time, bro. Like, there's so Mm -hmm. much division in this country right now. Mm -hmm. People hate each other. People fucking hate each other because of who they voted for, right? Mm -hmm. My thing... I've never fully believed in, like, or at least, I mean, I have at certain points in my life, but I don't believe in just, like, partisanship and shit. Like, I think the most important thing to do is, like they said, to fight power. And I think, you know, especially considering what's happening today, like, nowadays, and what's going on with these Democrats right now, and these $2,000 checks that they were talking about, and how to the capital rights right now as that being the most important thing to focus on I think it's a, it's an important time to examine the people in power I mm-hmm. think it's a very important time to examine you know our political system and understand what is causing all of the, all of these problems right now and you know the the emphasis on that and during that time in that movement was on power it wasn't about like yes, there was there it was a focus on race, but you know when they killed Fred Hampton was when they, he started working with working class white racists. Yep. So, some shit to think about. I think.
1: Yeah, and one one last thing about that song is, I think it's going to remain relevant as long as the power structure is the way it is. I think mm-hmm. with anything, people are gonna use. One side is going to use it for one thing, but its main thing is always going to stick with those who it was made for. You know what I mean? For myself and eBay, we're going to listen to that shit and, and, and know exactly what it means. You know what I mean? We get pumped up. We get adrenaline. We feel it in us. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's different. You feel me? And I just feel like what, what they did with that song is, is going to be like, like I said, forever. You know what I mean? That's going to be, as long as there's music on this earth, as long as the earth is still, the people are still on it, we can still listen to music and shit. You know what I mean? That song is going to be famous 20, 30 years from now, still. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. You feel me? Because even in the climate right now of rappers that, yeah, we do like for the most part, but like, you know, it's auto-tuned up, it's, it's zanned up, it's all this shit, right? All, mm-hmm. the, all these teen ex-ass niggas. <laughs> Fucking, we still go back. To, to public enemy very frequently you and i right mm-hmm. we spent the whole summer listening to him you know what i mean like i sent you some yeah. shit. i sent you some I, shit and you, you lashed on like like a like a fucking baby on a titty bro you were going crazy <laughs> <man>. <laughs> like,
3: yeah when i first got my my motorized scooter i was just ri- driving around listening to that whether just off the bat off my back on a speaker or in my airpods and stuff like just just the rhythms alone of the music like like the message obviously was important, and like it, it made everything so much that much better. But just the the rhythms, just the way that Terminator X cuts Produ- up the beats, Terminator loops, X,
2: production X fucking kills it on yeah. like on for these guys. Oh my god! That's the thing I wanted to bring up too is the production is just timeless. Fucking
1: heavy, yeah it's yep. it's it's heavy and it's, it's grimy and it's, it's straight to the point, and I love it so fucking much. And to right. me, to me, everybody when they when they construct their 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 top one hundred Something that I hate seeing is Jay Z at top and Chuck D like top like bottom fifteen. It's like are you fucking stupid? It's like yeah, Chuck, Chuck, D, Chuck, is Chuck D is top. Five. goat. I don't know Chuck where Chuck D's the goat. Chuck D's the goat, yeah, first Chuck and foremost. He's the goat. I think he's the greatest of all time, one hundred percent. Then you then then it's like Nas and you know a few other folks. But well, like, he's like he's literally like it's amazing, bro.
0: Like I was listening to it, and I was like, holy shit! Like I'm gonna listen to more Public Enemy now. He's like he's just making agitprop, prop, bro. Like he's out here just making like the fucking most like fucking like agitating shit he can make for, for these people. And it's it's brilliant. Like
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's 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 some it's high art in my opinion. And like I don't know, like I am I'm gonna definitely be listening to some more public enemy. Like I, I haven't heard somebody be able to just like spit facts like that, you know what I mean, in such an effective way.
1: Oh, so you didn't you didn't you weren't listening to him before like that?
0: I not really like that bro like you know yeah, what same here. I, thought of, I thought of him as like more like like you know this is what O has really was listening to like, <laughs> Well see that,
1: that that's that's interesting to me bro like that that's that, very, that is very interesting but you know what to a, you are right to a certain <laughs> to a certain degree 100% you you feel my, me? Mom, my mom listened to
0: fucking public enemy and shit cuz like she was like you know like Howard like generation you know what i mean like so I always thought of, like, I didn't really listen to that much, like, of, mm-hmm. you know, 80s, like, shit, really, like.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like our generation was introduced to uh, Public Enemy by the Flavor Flav show.
3: No, I no would, VH1, bro, uh, I'll, VH1? I will tell you, I, I can confirm 100%, Public Enemy and Flavor Flav were introduced to me through VH1. You know what I mean? That show. And really? and and counting down the '90s, like seeing Fight the Power and, and yeah. seeing an NWA documentary at 12 midnight that I wasn't supposed to be watching. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then putting that on my iPod and running on my treadmill upstairs to that shit. Yeah, that's what that's what got me into this music. You know what I mean? Like like it, it's it's odd that that that's where you find it. You know what I mean? That shitty pop culture, you know, fodder, stupid shit. And you know I, is what is what introduced me to it. But yeah, go ahead. I, so. I
1: gotta give I gotta give props to the old heads though, because it was an old head that showed me Public Enemy. And also in that same in that same um that same hour that I was with him, showed me Rock Him and, and Eric being rock It was my mm-hmm. godfather Tony, um, who, who showed me Public Enemy in like sixth grade, I think it was, no, fifth grade. Uh and before that, my father, before he uh, you know, you know how it is, niggas get divorced and they Christian and conservative, you know what I mean? <laughs> but mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. before all that shit, you know, when my dad remembered he's a person of color, you know, he was he was down with the brothers, you know what I'm saying. He was he was walking around the house with with uh, with Public Enemy mainly. I didn't know it was PE until Tony told me that my dad used to be huge on them. You know what I'm saying. So I gotta I gotta say though, like I think Public Enemy is going to remain relevant even after. So even when they're gone, and I I just I, I'm very happy to have had guys because i really wanted to understand not understand but here ebay's growing up you know what i'm saying as, as a as a as a black man you know i i care about my brothers and sisters you know what i'm saying and we have to we have to be in units we have to be in unity you know what i'm saying or else where are we gonna go it does take a nation of millions you feel me but the other side of it is you know having somebody to connect with on that you feel me because it really is like playing life on hard mode. You know what I'm saying? Like when I get when I got mad in class because Shorty called me, you know, a lazy N-word once, right? Senior year. I'm gonna tell you about who that was after this, Ryan, because I'm not gonna say her name on fucking on the on, oh, the, on the recording. But um mm-hmm. when I got up and I got pissed and I started screaming at her, um and, and fucking they sent me to his office and you know, the only way I got out of it. Without looking like the violent one was threatening NAACP coming up in here, you know what I mean? Like that—that's crazy. You feel me? Like they don't see the other side of it, even. Don't you get tired of that shit? <laughs> you know what Bro, I mean?
0: That, that, that's the—I mean, for me, that's just like you're just trying to be an asshole at that point, right? Like, yeah, like, like, like I don't—I don't understand. Yeah, man, that. That's why I'm saying, like, when you find people who are cool, like, they have to be, they're very cool, because it's, like, you, you deal with that shit, I and mean, people, for sure. I don't, yeah, people just want to test you sometimes.
1: Dude, I'm very distrustful of anyone, for the most part, that that isn't of the, of the same, like, creed as you and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel the same way?
0: I think for me, like, um, like, uh, I guess I'd say, like, cuz like my like out of my like close friends like you know like i, I do have like a few homies like who i i really fuck with who like aren't black you know what i mean um like straight up like i have i have people in my life but i will say like in terms of just like the average person you know what i mean like going and assuming that like like yeah i, I mean I'm, I, I don't i don't assume that I have allies in places you know what I mean like yeah. and it, it, it's just like it's not because like I necessarily like you know like fucking like hate like white people or other races or shit you know what I mean like that's not where it comes from mm.
1: it's,
0: it's it's from a place of just like I've I kind of like like as a black person like you kind of just like understand that like literally like every other race is like racist towards you
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> like, like, and it's kind of like it's like like that's why and it's like it's not like to come like if people hear that and they think like they, they might get offended you know what I mean? it's like it's not to come at you bro but it's, it's like
1: truth is the truth the
0: truth like anywhere you go you know what i mean hey, Anywhere man. you, go, you Even- can find and like I, I've had people I've had people in my life who are very well traveled who aren't black who've told me the exact same shit. So it's like you you just kind of like you you, you are a little bit more cynical and I do like I find myself like I mean I know like I, I try to like as a person, you know what I mean? Like I try to be a chill dude. I try to like keep it, you know what I mean, good vibes. But like in terms of like you know, my beliefs and shit, yeah, I'm very cynical of, like, all that kind of shit. Like, just because, like, I've just had experiences where, like, I've been treated like shit just from, like, other races, bro. Like, I mean, I've been in places where they just look at you like, they're like, the fuck are you doing here, bro? And it's just, yeah. like, it's yeah. just like, that's 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 yeah. the reality. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I was going to touch on that real quick. Um, you know, I lived in I lived in Portugal for a little bit, right? And there's a surprising amount, well, not really. There's gonna be a lot of Chinese folk everywhere, right? But the like, you know how Ox and Dominicans be owning a lot of like the, the corner stores and shit over here? Over there's like Chinese people run like all like the little things, right? And and so like with me and my ex, like she sent me to go get her fucking water and like some balloons for her, the store she, she was working at at this. Was she Chinese or was she? No, my, my ex was Portuguese. I, I lived in, I'm oh, talking about, I lived yeah. in Portugal. I lived in Lisbon. I lived, I lived in Lisbon. So I go over to the store and I'm getting the bottle of water and homie goes, no stealing. I'm like, what? Like, what's up, bro? Like, what are you talking about? like, no stealing. I was like, I'm, I'm going to pay for this. You feel me? And <laughs> like, I'm just staring at like what are you doing? And so when I go upstairs to go get the balloons, and I'm reaching in my pocket to try to see how much money I got, how, how many euros she gave me to see if I had enough or if I had to go, like, get some get some more from her and shit, right? Cuz starts yelling at me, and I'm like, yo, you know what? Fuck you, and I just toss this shit and just get the fuck up out of there. And it's just like, this shit carries on everywhere. Yeah, you know what, what I'm like saying? It's like
0: that scene in um, Do the Right Thing and in, like, Menace to Society. Like, there, there's those scenes, like, they, they describe that tension that's within – these communities, like, that is within minority groups within communities, like, it's some real shit, like, like, and if anybody who lives in New York knows this shit, too, you know what I mean? Like, anybody who's grown up and lived in New York, like, they know how it is out out here, like, it's, it's, it's everywhere.
2: Hey, can I ask you guys a Mm -hmm. quick question? Have you guys ever had to, like, (laughs) deal with, like, the police before?
1: Yo, who, you wanna go first, bro? I hate
2: the
0: uh, fucking uh, police, bro. I I fucking hate the police, like, I, 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 I remember, bro, one of the worst, one of the, like, I've I've been pulled over, like, me and my homies have been, like, we've had situations, but the time that always gets me the most was when, like, they fucking came into my friend's backyard that I was fucking, like, chilling in to, like, ask me what the fuck I was doing there, and I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, Like, why are you walking into my friend's crib right now? And I remember I was, like, I was like 15, bro. Like, I had, like, my high school ID on me. Like, they fucking asked for my ID. Like, said, like, I was, like, there was, like, people. Oh, there's people in the neighborhood fucking uh, robbing houses and shit. And I'm, like, bro, what the Yeah. F- I
1: had dude. the same experience. Oh, my that God. That same
0: bullshit. That same yeah, bullshit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> same
0: bullshit. And so, but, like, I was, that, that time sticks out to me because, like, I, it frustrates me because I was so young. And, like, mm-hmm. I wish I was old enough to, like, say some shit back now. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, I didn't know. I was I was a youngin'. I didn't know what the fuck to do. So.
1: Well, 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 it's dangerous, bro, because you never know if you sticking up for yourself means you a, you a body bag, bro. You know that's what I mean? That's that's what it is. And let me tell you something, bro. These niggas in the town that me and Ryan came from, right? These, these motherfuckers. I'm out. This is, like, I want to say, like... April 2016 or 17. I'm taking my garbage out. I'm in this pink hoodie. My ex got me, some Nike short shorts, and some some flip flops that got the little strap for your toes. I'm in I'm in the fucking thong flops, bro. I'm out there taking the garbage out. Cuz pulls up on me and is like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking the recyclables out. It's Wednesday. And he's like, Well, you know, there's been a string of robberies on on, on the street. So I'm like, No, no, I don't think so. And he's just right. saying, and, I don't think so, sir. And he's just like, he's like, "Can I see your ID?" I'm like, "It's inside in my house." He was like, "And how do I know that you live here?" I was like, "I I went to high school here. I wrestled here. I played football here. Like, yeah. Like, I like, what do you want?" And he's just like, "Well, can you get some identification?" I was like, "Sir, like, no. I'm I'm in short shorts, flip flops, and a pink hoodie. I'd be the worst thief ever, don't you think?"
2: So, anyways, <laughs> so uh i mean so i've seen uh this girl um she was from the main line you oh
0: know? Okay, okay wait okay she,
2: okay go ahead, go ahead. actually you, yeah i mean we're gonna cut anyway so it doesn't matter yeah. but um yeah. yeah dude so fucking um so um like you know high school you know we're like we're driving around and we're like oh like um like let's hook up so we go to like this parking lot and like park the car you know put some music on so, all the windows are all <laughs> fogged up again- and everything. And then, next thing I know, I, I see a fucking headlight just beam in front of the car. And I can't see shit because it's all foggy. So, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. So, I turn the car on. I try to get out. I, I look outside my car. Four cop cars out there. No oh, No like, way and like they're all like you know all of them put their lights on and i'm just like holy fucking shit like yo put on your fucking clothes like we're we're deep shit right now holy fucking shit so like you know like um all i hear is like sir get back in the vehicle so i go back in the vehicle and um and then like you know the guy comes in and and he's like all right now get out of the vehicle so like we both get out and they're just like miss like are you here in your own accord like like he's not making you be here right and I'm just, and I'm just like, don't worry, man. Like she's <laughs> like, that's my girlfriend. And then he's just like, I wasn't talking to you. And then, <laughs> and then like, um, and then after that fucking, uh, he's just like, all right, let me get your license. So he looks at my license and sees that not from the main line. And he was just like, fucking like, oh, you're a long way from home. Aren't you boy? And I'm just oh. like, I'm like, yes, sir. Like, you know, cause what the fuck am I supposed to say? And then um like you know basically like, like oh you can't be doing this, blah blah blah, you gotta take this shit in like somewhere else, like go somewhere elsewhere. So, you know, luckily like he just gave us a warning and just fucking dipped. And I'm just like, fuck, man, like I can't believe like a cop just called me boy, like that shit is just fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and for for those who don't know or who don't know Troy, Troy is, is, is Troy is half Mexican. So yeah, you know I mean, on the surface. But Troy, I look full. Yeah, Troy looks full. <laughs> Troy looks full. So, you, so you know them? Do you know them? <laughs> police's would go. They would. They loved every second of it. Oh, dude. They wanted to. Nah, Ooh,
2: it's it's it sucks, man. I I even like later down the line, like when I was like dating this chick, like her neighbors even stopped me once, and we we're just like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm right. just like, "I'm just here visiting visiting my girlfriend," and then they're just like, "Okay." I just want to make sure you weren't up to no good.
1: Like, fuck no. you. <laughs>
2: I'm just like, bitch, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> who do you think
3: you are? This is a, um unexpectedly political pod, but as the anti-brand or whatever, I think we should be anti all this shit. And you know what? Fuck music for this week. It's Black <laughs> History Month. It's Ryan and Eve doing the doing the pod. You know what I mean? Like yeah. talking about what they want to talk about. And I, I totally, uh, I love that. I think yeah. this, is, this has been a great episode. I just yeah. wanted to say.
1: Yeah, and, and I appreciate y'all taking a, a little bit of a backseat to us and letting us speak our grievances. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, it, it's yeah, not man, it's only our history, it, it, you know, it should be it should be black. <laughs> nah, him, we should be on that tip every every week, you know what I'm saying? Not I'm not talking about the podcast, <laughs> I'm talking about like in general, niggas like, society. Should, yeah, society should be on that tip every week, every yeah, month, man. rather. But we live in a I'm
2: society. Saying,
1: shout out to Sign for a great show. Yeah. But, <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I, I don't think we can shout out Santo Black. Well, the show, the show, the show, the show. Not the, not the B nigga, not the B nigga. I'm talking specifically. Shout that out B movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Or Michael about Richards. George oh
3: Kirsten. yeah. Wait a second.
1: <laughs> no, nah, no, fuck Kramer too. But George Costanza. George Costanza though. He's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Yeah, he's cool. Right, yeah. He's,
2: he's, cool. Cool. he's cool. Jason Alexander. He's yeah, cool, golden.
1: Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, but let let me say this, brothers. White people oh, love Newman. Yeah, shout, shout out, shout out, Newman. Yeah, shout, shout out, out no, 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 shout out Newman, shout out Newman, shout, shout, out, out, shout out Newman. Hey, yo, fuck Newman. No. I'm sorry. Newman. Fuck Jerry. New Newman was anti Jerry, man. Newman all day. Shout out to Newman. Hey, bro. gang yeah. hey, Jerry, nigga. But yeah, yeah, brothers. Let me let me say this, bro. All I wanted to say was, you know. Thank you again to to letting us sort of continue on on the path that, that, and, and speak on our on our fucking on our on our experiences because although this is about music, something that y'all a lot not y'all but other people fail to realize is that without us as in black folks, even a lot of the quote unquote white people shit you wouldn't that you listen to like metal and rock and all that you wouldn't have had that. And, and to anybody that says Elvis Presley. I said it before. I say it again, nigga. Little Richard. That's all I need to say.
0: I mean, come on, yeah, yeah. Like rock music, bro. It's the blues. Led Zeppelin is the blues. You know what mm-hmm. I
1: mean?
0: Like, I, I, that's why I love black culture. I love all culture. Like, I love, like, I love music. I love American culture because it's like it's just interesting to me. It's like we do some cool shit, but you know, American culture at the end of the day, like a lot of it comes out of black culture because it's stolen it's just what it is and right it's, it's great and I think you know I, I hope uh as we go forward you know people take some of the shit that we t- we're talking about right now like go and research it on your own you know what I mean like inform yourself because I, I think like you know th- this is this is some shit that at least for me like informs a lot of like my opinions and tastes and like what I like and shit and so like you know, it, it, I think it'll definitely just be something cool for everyone. If you're, if you like our content, if you like what we do, you know. I encourage you to go on that wave yourself.
1: Educate yourself. You know what I'm saying. Educate yourself, and you know, to all the white folks listening to this, you, if if it's gonna upset you that folks folks are not fucking uh like looking at what you're doing and being like, yo, like congratulations, thank you for doing all that for whatever nah you know fuck off bro this is not a self-righteous movement by any means you know what i mean this is we tired you feel me we're tired and this can't keep up like this you feel me to anybody who's listening you know again thank you thank you for listening as always but again educate yourself educate yourself and you know if you got if you got bread like that why not donate to a to a couple of freedom funds you know what i'm saying Uh, we'll include a couple in the bio you know like I myself have donated to a few out of New York you know what I'm saying like
0: any kind of mutual aid any kind of mutual aid we can can do guys because like that's the just to jump off of that like that's the most important shit like Mm -hmm. we have to look out for each other we have to build these channels it's something I'm a lot more interested in because I've just felt very abandoned by the political system and you know I, I think it's something cool that people can do like individually and have an impact and grow these things like in Philly right now in Germantown, there's like a, um, there's like, like a fridge up there that they're just stocking with food for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit I think is really cool. And I think it, that is something that I think we should all, you know what I mean? Like try to do a little bit more of. I um, sure. started, I started donating like this over cash app like a couple of dollars to just like, you know, these, these these mutual aid funds or people just need help. You know what I mean? So
1: Exactly. Definitely,
0: definitely. there's some ways to like make an impact out there and I encourage people, you know, we, we can do some, we can shout some out, you know what I mean, as we find them and give them a platform. Yeah. But I, also encourage people I, I
3: was going to say, definitely Uh, one of you guys definitely send me one of those funds because I want to donate some money. Yeah. As I feel like l- it's only right. I'll show I'll you, know you, know I'll, you, I'll
1: you it as soon as we get, as soon as we get done. But let me, let me say this real quick. Let me say mm-hmm. one last thing. Um, and
2: you said that like seven times. I know. Cause, cause, <laughs> there, you
1: know there's a lot. To, yeah. there, there truthfully is a lot to say. There truthfully is, is yeah. A lot ne- lot ne- to next,
2: say. All right. I just want to say next week will be more concise.
3: We'll we'll do music. We'll we'll only record for an hour and fifteen. But this this one is a little bit you know off the rails in a good way. So I don't mind editing it this week. So yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Um, so what I, want,
1: what I wanted to say was, um, in terms of donations and, and all of that. The other thing that we have to look to is, and I know this is a little bit different from what we were talking about, but it does correlate with this. We gotta highlight some of the people who are marginalized within our group, i.e., gay and, yep. and trans yep. people, yes. and we gotta we gotta start fighting for them as well too, because it ain't safe and no by no means and anywhere for them. You know what I'm saying? And okay. some, something that we gotta do is make all of our brothers and sisters and in, 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 you know, non binaries. You know, who, who, which, whoever we have. You know what I'm saying? Feel home because mm-hmm. we don't really have one here yet. You know what I'm saying? We're fighting to get back what we work for. Isn't that crazy? All this shit that was built in our ancestors' back. We got to fight to to get some semblance mm-hmm. of ownership. You feel? It's me?
2: like um, you know, like black people like they built the table, but now they're fighting. For a seat at or the table. For a
1: place at the table. Exactly. Troy, that was beautiful, bro. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And
3: Like Solange. Yeah. Which we will be reviewing uh, this month. Oh, yeah, we... yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. 100%. Sure. 100%. That's an album that I didn't think I was going to like, and I ended up falling in love with it like 10 times over. But, mm. um, you know, mm. to wrap it all up, you know, do your donations. Be a good ally. You know, being a good ally means listening. You feel me? Listen to us. Fund us. Help us grow and, and continue, you know, spread our voice with us. You feel me? And, you know, shout out to Black-owned businesses. There's a lot here in New Haven. I know there's definitely a lot in New York. And you know there's any? definitely a lot in Philly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, oh, so let me... Bobby, let
0: me... Yeah, Uncle Bobby's. I uh, go there all the time. Fucking love that place. Um, yeah, Uncle Bobby's is a great little spot in Germantown. Um, coffee shop. you Love coffee. You go there. miss it so much um next time i go there you know it'll be a treat but yeah that's one i'll I'll shout out right now
3: our local connecticut businesses everybody knows about eb lens and expression those are both black owned shop there they have good fucking shoes there they have really good selections of clothes by the way better than Foot Locker. going to the mall is a waste of time nowadays but eb lens like legitimately always has what you need
1: they're fire and then there's this uh uh Jamaican spot that you know I love, man. You know I love it over there. And it's shout out to my fellow vegans out here, Nine Square Market, over here uh, on uh, on George Street, down by the hospital, like towards the hospital rather. That's probably like my favorite place in the city. But like like I say, you know, just, just help us, and you know we'll 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 continue on. You feel what I'm saying? You either with us or you against us. That's the thing. You feel me? That's all it is. And you know, unless eBay got anything to say,
0: I think you know, it's time to wrap up.
1: Yeah, it's time to wrap it up. So, you know, thank you again for listening this week. And before before we go, I want to give a shout out to to the if we keep we are probably on the subject of Black folks. Shout out to Fraser Trill for putting out one of the most fire albums I've heard this year so far. So, yeah. album, all y'all should listen to Sauce House. Is a fucking is, is a is a Black label made by Pierre Bourne with, with like. Mostly but I don't know if they got any white boys or like Hispanics, but everybody I have seen it, they're niggas, bro. They black. You know what I mean? So fucking give all of them a listen. But that Fraser Trail joint is fire. And I think y'all you y'all y'all love it for sure. And shout out to to, to anyone who's doing the due diligence and shout out to all the brothers and sisters out there, you know what I mean? And thank you again to public enemy for everything.
3: Yep. Oh, and uh, shout out to madlib for releasing sound ancestors great mm-hmm. great fucking album and shout out to koreatown oddity this dude out of california he's like on stone's throw he's uh really really good and he, he dabbles on a lot of these issues yeah um you know because he grew up in koreatown uh, as a young as a young black kid and like you know there was a lot of racism and ridiculous shit that was going on gentrification that kind of stuff and he talks about it in his music a lot uh, his last album little dominique's nosebleed i think was the name of it definitely give that a listen excellent album. Just wanted yeah. to shout him out because he's yeah. letting us use the song to, to play us out.
1: Yeah, and uh, that that's, that's pretty much it, y'all. So, you know, thank you to my brothers, you know, Troy and Ryan for, for uh, letting us do our thing. This is the first. This won't be the last. Next week is going to be different, but this won't be the last of, of, of uh, eBay and myself, you know, talking our shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it needs to be heard. So that's it thank y'all for listening and you know enjoy the heat peace and